Um, I know what I want for my birthday because I probably have to ask for it for my birthday to get you to do it. Hmm, you I'm opened not sure it? Birthday yes. is, your birthday is going to make me more likely to do What if it's my something? birthday and Christmas? Mm. It's okay. Think about it. Here's what I want to do. We could do it now, but we probably won't because this is a, a supersized bonus episode and we got a lot of things to talk about. It's really solid Rectus content. I want to do a pop quiz episode. Ideally, it'll be a pop quiz episode. You could do it for me too if you want. We could alternate. We could go around Robin. Or I just like the idea of there being some kind of a sound effect and it's pop quiz and the entire show is just me asking you questions about things. I don't think you need a sound effect. I'll do that anytime. Not this week, I guess, because we what's already the, got what's stuff the, planned. What's the music you've heard recently that's gotten you the most excited? Uh, let's see. Do, do you like the U2 record? No, definitely no. not. It's fine. It's um, fine. There's a couple. That I are guess. Real good. I guess the single from the new Churches album that I think is not out yet. Oh wow! Oh, awesome! Did you listen to that Florence and the Machine song? Have you heard that before? I've heard. You sent me that same cover before. I do, I do not prefer it to the original. Mm. La 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 la. Um. When I was growing up, I'm talking about a, a cover, we'll put it in show notes, Tippy Toe Lemon Tree. Um, it's a cover of the Elton John Bernie Toppin song, Tiny Dancer. And I think it's very good. I have very strong, like so many things, like I have good facial recognition, too good. And I'm really good at remembering where I heard something. And I remember sitting in the lot, my wife was doing a conference up in Bodega Bay and um, I was waiting to get coffee at like 5.30 in the morning. They weren't open for like coffee yet. And I sat there. I listened to a song, uh, not song, song Exploder, probably Song Exploder about Tiny Dancer. And then I listened to that cover for the first time and I was enchanted. You're not enchanted. No. You like girls singing. Yeah. Do you like metric? Spe- oh, uh, do I like what? Metric? The, 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 the system? Canadian, the, the Canadian band Metric. They, the, are they named after the system? Mm-hmm. Or is the system named after them? They used to be called Avoir du Poix, but they had to change it for Canadian reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still, it says, it's still, you know, it's, it says, uh, it says it in French right under it. Um, um, Florence and the Machine. When I was growing up, I always thought Elton John was singing whole, there was a lot of lyrics, especially Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I had to really mm-hmm. learn from scratch. That's very confusing. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was saying, hold me closer tiny dancer you had a busy day today what is he actually saying let me close the time um oh no i'm sorry oh god that's the correct <laughs> one the, the, see this okay is the, all right well i was gonna say i was i was is, ready to learn something Mondo new green this is the Monda green problem um uh let me close the tiny dancer oh you had a visitor today you had a visitor today that's close you know it works. It works. You know, you go by Yellow Brick Road is is an amazing tune. Are you aware of that? I'm aware of the song. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a present for your friends to open. You know what I'm saying? Okay, good. That's one. Uh, two. Uh, what do you think of the Womp Rat font? And should I consider using it for a Roderick on the Line shirt? I can't believe you bought it with presumably no uh, no purpose in mind other than to seem like a cool thing, and you love to buy stuff. But I also like his work. Louis Mantia? Yeah, but it's $200. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to a good cause. And I mean, if I wanted a Star Wars font, that's my first stop. But I'm sitting here right now with no 
need for a Star Wars font in my life. As for the shirt design, I saw your shirt designs and they look fine. No, no, but... no those are just, I'm just sketching what, I'm trying to learn right. what I can but here's do with the, thing. the font. When I think about Roderick Online, I don't think Star Wars. I know, I know. I mean, why don't you get that? What's the, what's the Hitler font? The one that they don't use, like to use in Germany because it reminds people of, of the Nazis. Gothic black letter. Probably a version of a Gothic black letter. I mean, that would be a terrible thing to put on a shirt, obviously, so don't do that. But I, would, but it, I, I feel I like I would associate that more with the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and if we do, it probably shouldn't be Job of the Hutt and Salacious Scrum, right? That's the two on the nose. <laughs> that, that's mean to both of you. It is. <laughs> we deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and third, can we do a pop quiz episode sometime? Yeah, sure. I already put it in the, the notes document. Oh, you oh, did? Speaking we got to work on this document, man. This is of you being good at recognizing faces that you just mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, if you look in our little chat with the picture that I thought of the person that looks like Roderick, if I sent you that and didn't tell you uh, who it was, would you think it was Roderick, Mr. Face Recognizer? You sent a picture to a super secret private text channel with you, me, and Roderick. You sent me a photo of, you sent us a photo of, Wow. A guy mm-hmm. in a oh who's the who's the woman that solves mysteries on PBS? Uh, you're thinking Carmen of Carmen San Diego. She's got a video game. You have to find her. You learn oh. about geography. You find her. Well, then who's Mavis Beacon? Uh, ty- teaches you typing. She no teaches hat. typing. Okay. You learn about the home row and things like that. Mm-hmm. Send me a photo of this uh, Carmen San Diego looking fella. Uh, and it does look a lot like Roderick. Sure. I mean, you look at that and you're like, am I just seeing beard and glasses? Is that what I'm seeing? Am I seeing beard, glasses, and smirk? It's, it's the lantern jaw. You know, mm-hmm. he looks a little like a scallop. Um, but is it a lantern jaw or just a lantern-shaped beard? I mean, Roderick has a beard-shaped face, but this person just might have a nice Roderick face-shaped beard. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So like yesterday, uh, I have a whole journey with the kid to tell you about that's very exciting. Not quite ready, but... um kids learning guitar and um we had to go to walgreens as we did what's funny what's funny why are you laughing i I, 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 for whatever reason last episode and this episode both times you said a line that made me think of the a an appropriate follow-up line from the 1980 something movie rattle and hum (laughs) i'm I'm not like i'm not mad at you no what does he say it's a musical journey um, the one of the things, journey. at the very beginning, the interviewer says, what has happened between, I don't know the whole thing, between the, the, uh, the Joshua tree, uh, the, the tour and now the new songs. Yeah. And they just ask it to the three people in the band. And then Bono turns to the bass player and says, Adam, for, for him to take the question that's impossible to answer. And then everybody laughs. Does he get stuck with those? You think? I mean, they just, I don't know. I, I think the funny thing is that he is the last person in the world who could ever answer that. And then this time you said it's, it's a journey. And then you said uh, he's learning to play guitar. And I said it's a musical journey. Ah, which is what Larry a, says at one point, trying to be earnest. Larry. And then the rest of the Met Should I watch Rattle and Hum? I, I think it would make me mad. Isn't B.B. King You've in never that? seen Rattle and Hum? No, I didn't like the Joshua Tree. That's I was the world's right. biggest U2 fan. Or at least. You didn't new- like the Joshua Tree? I mean, it's. You start. It's got like this like four good songs it's got bullet the blue sky it's got like six good songs on an album with like 12 mm -hmm. songs (laughs) okay save save it for the show i would be happy to i'm not against it i'm against avatar i am i am i'm publicly ready to i'm ready to go public with my feelings on avatar i think they're bad movies i love you too when i tune the guitar for my kid i i have a little thing i do for most tuning things i've got a tuner right so first i'll do the like fifth fret on the E to like get the A, gong, 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 gong. And then I'll play a power chord to make sure it works. Chong. 
And but when I when I do the B, as as every guitar player, including yourself, knows, the B or the G are the ones that are tough. They're the ones where the intonation gets messed up. And I played the the very beginning of uh, of I Will Follow. I did that yesterday. And then I played the solo from Bohemian Rhapsody, and my kid was a little impressed. We got a rap pedal arriving tomorrow because I figured start him off right. Do you ever have a rap pedal? There are nine good songs on Joshua Tree, which is an album with eleven songs. Okay, I, I'm gonna see if I can do this off the dome. Dun, 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 dun. No, still haven't found. No, it's not. It's a where the streets have no name. Mm-hmm. The streets have no name. Good song. Yeah, still haven't found what I'm looking for. Is a third good song. Yes, second good song. Then the third one's good too. That's um. Oh, give me a hint. Uh, I don't know how to give you a hint without giving it away. What is it? What's the song? Wowie. Wowie. Ooh, what? What's the song? W O W Y. Worst of we, what we are, oh, we are the, whoa, <laughs> on, what is it? With or without you. With or without you. Yeah. That's a good song. Good yeah. song. Fourth song. Is that Bold Blue Sky? Good song, yes. That's a great song. I love the drum part on that. Number five, end of side one. End of side one, uh, Thunder Road. Come on, you, you can do it. Badlands. <laughs> I, I wait, I know, I, I mean, is it a well-known song? I'm not as well-known as the last four. As, you as the guy in Once says to the girl in Once, no, it's not an established song. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what, uh, that movie makes me cry. Uh, what is, what's the last song on side one? I'm running to stand still. A song uh, about heroin addiction. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Side love... one, all good songs. Side two trails yeah. off at the very end, but still yeah, good. yeah. I think the I th- I like the production, and I think it. This is straight off the dome, and like my everything after Joshua's Tree is very spotty for me, apart from the singles. But I feel like that in my brain, that's like the apotheosis of the the edge. The well, like between you know, you did that one right, and Daniel Lemois. Um, or did it, was, was that? Am I thinking of? Uh, Let me see. The one before. That? Um, I might be thinking of the one when I was in high school. The one you, with Mar- you like Martin Lily Luther White. King. Uh, you too is what you like. Yes. Yeah. Eno and Lanois, Joshua. S- Steve Lily White did. Wow, I'm so impressed that you know him. You know, he, he did Big Country. I mean, I only know him from you too. <laughs> I've never seen you look like this without a reason. That's how they sing in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll come back to it. Um. I really. What did I get started with? I, I think I told you this. You wait, never mind. You know this. I started out kind of despising you two for a stupid reason that is so of the time. Frickin' Gloria. The video for that was on all the time. And now I love it. Now I think it, the video is epic. Like, I, it's so gritty. I mean, like, it looks like they just went out to, like, uh, they stood on a boat and yeah, their that, fans that's were That's what there. all of Ireland looked like in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Just Is that overcast all, of, and, all of them looked like that? Were they always near yeah, water like that? Overcast and pale teenagers with too much hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Adam in a nutshell, right? Because he used to have the afro. He's a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. They all had a lot of hair back then. But you know what I love? I love the one part. I love the little, I don't know, I guess you call it a breakdown. The tuka 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 part. Toward, you know, like before it comes back, and then he goes, Gloria. I like I like when they do the 
part. I think that's really effective. Yeah, I, I think you should watch Rattle Hum because Rattle Hum is mostly a Joshua Tree concert movie mixed in with a bunch of ill-considered uh, uh, fawning over Americana and attempting right, to right, right, right. That I think it was, it was yeah, that, that's what kind of put it was. It seemed very like you know the scene you've seen the movie Spinal Tap, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're in. I want to say maybe Texas, and there's it's a scene, but it's really the shot. It's like everything's really falling apart, and. Janine or whatever has bought every bought everybody cowboy hats, and the, all the members of Spinal Tap are sitting there. First of all, cowboy hats almost no one can pull off a cowboy hat. It might as well be a leather vest, and they're sitting there with cowboy hats. <laughs> I think on. Bono wears both a cowboy hat and a leather vest. Oh, he, he, he loves that sleeve. Well, starting with Red Rocks, you know he'd wear he was that guy. Yep, he, yep. He has had his own shirt with no sleeves. Mm-hmm. You know, surrender. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about Rattle and Hum in my head is Spinal Tap with cowboy hats. Well, so here's the deal. So Rattle and Hum uh, is, is self-serious in parts and they do, again, they, they do try to immerse themselves in Americana and they do play with B.B. King and stuff and fawn over that, right? But A, the band is not self-serious as you can see how from whenever they try to interview them and it goes disastrously. And B, <laughs> the, re- the recorded performances of songs from the Joshua Tree are amazing. Okay, all right. So if you if you just skip everything and just go to the part where it's basically a concert movie where yep. you are you have the best seat in the house for you two playing songs from the Joshua Tree in concert, uh, interestingly shot. It's yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. Right, and everything else, and you can be like, okay, well they visit they visit uh, Elvis's house. And yeah, they go to wherever. do they go to Graceland? Yeah, <laughs> and Memphis the thing is, Tennessee? Larry Larry's super into uh, Larry the drummer. Larry, Mullen, oh, I love uh, Larry. Jr. He seems earnest. He's super into Elvis. It was like a big deal to him as a kid, and now he's coming to America. Gets to go. John, to the I'm place. telling you, it's like cowboys. Like everybody, like in Hot Fuzz, how how everybody dresses up like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. I think people in England got really imprinted on a lot of things about America, including cowboys, and then you got blues music. Yeah, and then like Larry's Larry's like legitimately mm. tearing up at Graceland about this. And, and the thing I remember from that bit is he says, you know, so uh, Elvis's uh, grave is is on the property, right? Right, right? And so they're talking to Larry and he's, he's legitimately tearing up about Elvis, right? Which is kind of funny and cute. Yeah. Um, and then he says, I just wish that they hadn't buried him in the backyard. <laughs> because he can't say backyard, it's a backyard. I, I can't do the accent. Like, no, no, my, no, I get it, I get it. <laughs> now I have to watch it. Okay, I will watch Rattling Home. That will be my penance. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience and sell anything, whether that's your products, your services, even the stuff that you create. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered. You can do so much with Squarespace. Uh, you can blog. That's right. It's a verb. You guys, please blog. And they got powerful blogging tools that you can share your stories, uh, photos, videos, and updates, and you'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. You can, uh, of course, sell your products in an online store. They just give that to you. You know, uh, you can sell physical or digital products. How cool is that? Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. And, uh, they have SEO tools, you know, cause if you're out there and you can't be found, that's no good, right? You can use their suite of integrated features and they have useful guides that can help you maximize prominence among search results. Um, you know, uh, 
I've been with Squarespace forever. I, I don't know what else to say to you people. They're still buying these ads, which means there are still, there's some addressable market out there of people who aren't yet on Squarespace. You need to do this or you need to find the people in your life who need this because believe me, there are people who need this. I have turned on so many people to Squarespace over the years, mainly because I'm lazy and don't want to become a webmaster again because, you know, but if I'm being honest, you know, really, um, that's also where the Roderick on the Line podcast lives over at uh, Squarespace. They've been, they've been great to me and they're going to be great to you. So please do me a favor right now. You go right now. You go to uh, squarespace.com slash tips. That's D-A-F-F-S. It's going to get you a free trial. No credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use that offer code DIFFS, D-I-F-F-S. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Say it thrice and it's almost like praying squarespace.com slash DIFFS offer code DIFFS for 10% off your first purchase. But I bet I bet you heard it the first time because you're careful listeners. Uh, show your support for John Syracuse. He's, you know, he's, all the times are tough for him now. But, you know, help the guy out. I mean, just look at the state of his house. <sighs> Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Um, I think that's all I have for this initial mini pop quiz. Fix my username D. That's really boring and you're going to yell at me for what I did. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Reconcilable Differences. This is episode 208 of John Syracuse's program. Uh, John and I visit with each other uh, fortnightly uh, to try and figure out how we got how we are. And then the other one, too. Is that, that's pretty right. Pretty correct, right? I'm surprised you remember that much from the uh, ostensible premise of this program. You don't think that's still the premise? Did the premise change? Did you, did you did Mike, Mike, Mike and Steven, they change the premise? No, they don't have the power to change the premise. Only mm. we have the power to do whatever it is we think that needs to be done. Anyway, it's, it's been a lot of years, but we're still... It has we're still, been. It, it, see, the subtitle, the subtitle of the show gives us cover, and that's why it was selected. Uh, John and Merlin try to figure out how they got this way? No, nah, but it's, I mean, I don't know if it's a subtitle, whatever. So if close. You, if you go to the, if you go to the site, oh, where the does deck, it say it? The subhead. It's, it says it in the show art. Yeah. Oh, I, should, art. I should look. Okay. That's good. I like to use the old one. I, I like, I like the one with the white background better. Yeah, you got, you got it. People can't see what you saw. You have to tell them what the subtitle is. Is it, is it, um, John Merlin trying to figure out how they got no, this way? It's in the show art. Oh, you see, I should go on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Clicking. Relay.fm slash RD. Uh, slash join. Um, you can actually join on slash RD as well. It's right at the top of the page. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, this is good. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a Venn ish diagram. And first of all, anybody who sends me things where you go, oh my God, they totally stole your thing. It's not mm -hmm. true. And yet I love it. Keep sending mm -hmm. me things that look like this. I will never be mad. Now we invented Venn diagrams. That's yeah. Why we they're named after us. Blending colors. That was us. It yeah. says reconcilable Re differences, a work in progress. That's right. God, that's good. It's a good yeah. show, John. You should do it sometime. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that's a, that's a me thing because I'm all about the hedge. I'm all about the coverage. Right. Right. I'll bet working with you is really good in that way. There's a wall. I mean, you honestly, bet. You've been working with me for seven years and you're, you're, you're speculating about what working with I me do might that. be like. I do that. I work with you. That's true. I do. You're oh soaking in it. You, I am. I am. Palm Olive? You are the I most soften your hands while you do dishes. Yeah, I'm done blowing smoke up your skirt, buddy. I'm done. Dunzo. The work is not going to progress. But I think, did we talk one time about estimations? Was that you and me? Talking Probably. about estimations and I was trying to like make a case for something that didn't really make sense. But like, 
you know, it's like I was talking to Alex about weather forecasts. And, I, and from what I understand, most people misunderstand, like, for example, a precipitation forecast, mm-hmm. that it's actually kind of a science thing. And they say for this exact area, here's the percent chance that it'll rain. But that doesn't mean God's playing a dice. It means there's mini models, butterfly wings, et cetera. And then, you know, you, 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 you kind of zoom in. Um, this is the show. And you're listening to it, and we're glad you're here. We've been doing it for a long time. We've done 207 episodes, which is also the, the laundry number that I had at Admiral Farragut uh, Academy. And and uh, and you all are kind enough uh, to support us by going to uh, relay.fm slash rd slash join. And for a very modest amount of money, you can help uh, John and I get paid for this. You know, well, I, I really don't like it when people say stuff like, uh, let's just do the show. <laughs> You know, I'd do this either way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. I know you wouldn't. You, 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 really, you really do need the money at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to get that freezer fixed. Yeah. And uh, what we do is um, uh, double fortnightly, which I think uh, based on uh, the, the law of association, uh, it, it shows that once a month we uh, do some uh, bonus stuff for you. And this is one of those weeks where we'll have the, the regular part of the show, which you're enjoying now. You are enjoying it. And then after that, there's another part of the show, and people who subscribe get a feed where you get to hear the whole darn thing. And I really like the after show part. As with, if I could say, do by Friday. I think that's, you know, things get a little, a little nuts. John puts on his, uh, his other pair of slippers, his even more comfortable pair of slippers. Although if we ever end up doing it before our show then that'll be the end of the show because that can never happen here. There's going to be one before show, which no. is every single pre-fight we've ever done <laughs> end to end. I'm going to have, I'm going to hire John Hodgman to come in and say the, the episode and the date. You can't afford him. He was on uh, poker face. He was on poker face. I, um, I was organizing some books, meaning I'm putting them in piles. And I realized I have, one hardcover copy of the areas of my expertise. This is setting aside the ones I bought and stolen online. I've got the areas of my expertise in hardback. I've got more information than you require in hardback and paperback. And I have, I think, five copies of the Watchmen comic. I also have five copies of, uh, of The Body Keeps the Score. Have you read that yet? Have you read The Body Keeps the Score No, yet? but I feel like I have. Bessel van der Kolk? That's okay. He's Dutch. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do that. John, what's on, the, um, what's on the agenda for this week? I see we've got some follow-up. Uh, you want to tell our, our, our friends, our, our listeners, our para pals, what we're up to this week? I don't want to spoil what we're doing in the main show, especially since our track record for getting to all of it is low. But for the after show, low. the plan yeah. is to talk about summer projects. Yeah, in the after part, I don't know what that is, but I'm excited about it. Because um, I'm guessing it probably involves something with your health or your house. Which I never, I, oh, I want to say never. Oh, yeah, we got away from estimation. We'll come back to that later. Let's save it for the show. But, you know, I think the health, John's health and John's house are two of my favorite things on here. Yeah, I mean, you out there with your busted ass toe locked out of your house on a ledge on the roof while people laugh at you from the street. That's gold. Uh-huh. Gold, Jerry, gold. And so that's what we're going to do. But as always, it begins with a copyrighted feature of John Syracuse in 2011, which is called follow up. Don't do the dugga dugga. That's not part of it. Well, I did two different things. I did, I put a hat on a hat. I did yeah. first. I did the dugga dugga, which is me. If y'all don't know, when I go dugga 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 dugga, can you tell that I'm I'm emulating a lindrum or some kind of like an roto toms? Could be roto toms. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's that it's that one sound, and I'm kind of actually specifically stealing 
that riff from a Mr. Show bit about the new Ku Klux Klan. Hey, check us out. We're the new Ku Klux Klan. We're 100% hate-free. There's that. And then, um, so I do that on Do By Friday, and then I did the Mike Hurley thing. You want to hear it again? I'll do it again. You ready? Follow-up. Uh-huh. Heitch. Uh-huh. John, what's going on follow-up this week? What are we even doing here? First little bit is last week we talked about Steam, the place where you buy games online. <laughs> yes. I looked at I looked at the thing for a Steam deck. Those are those are costly, John. It's like a little gaming PC in your hands and priced accordingly. It seems like it'd be really heavy to hold in your hands. Yeah. So I was trying to get the the I was asking John the, about Steam. Do I need to know more about Steam? Why do I only have two games on Steam? Do I want to trade Marvel cards or be a hot a hot dating dad? And you said you didn't even attempt to like guess your number of Steam titles. But I, I did try to launch Steam, but I couldn't because I didn't have my phone with me and I needed the two-factor thing, and I just I couldn't launch it. So I couldn't actually look at my Steam list and get the number. But since the, the recording last week's episode, I have since launched Steam, updated it, used my phone to log in, blah, blah, blah. And now I do have the count of the number of Steam games I have. Would you like to guess? John has you buy... Like, I know there's more than two kinds of games, but you get AAA games, which are usually 60 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you mentioned specifically that they do these sales, these little flash sales. They have Steam part- sales, they call them. Yeah. If you pardon me, I'll use the parlance of Mac Rumors. <clears throat> Deals! Mm-hmm. And so you, <laughs> well, the, you know, the nice thing is they make it easy to do a regex on not seeing this. Um, but you, um, you, you did your count. Okay, so you've picked up a lot of stuff like the way I would buy something like a potato chips before I get on the plane. You've picked a lot of stuff up for $1, $2. We're not talking all AAAs here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get a AAA game for 5 bucks because that's the whole, the draw of Steam sales. Um, I think you have 58 games. You know, keep in mind, like Steam, as we said, is a mostly a Windows PC I hate PC to spoil thing. it because when you guess wrong, it makes it seem paltry. But I honestly have no way of knowing. I could be off by two orders of magnitude. Well, the reason I'm saying it's mostly a Windows thing is because I don't have a PC. I just have a Mac that can sometimes boot into Windows, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Anyway, uh, my total number of games that I have in Steam, uh, and by the way, the whole thing is, yeah, I have these games. Have you played them? No. That's the thing <laughs> with Steam sales. You buy the games. Yeah, you read every then, book you get? No. And then half of them you don't play because you just bought them because they were $2. Anyway, I have 87 games in Steam. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, when you when you look at that number, when you saw it, you got to page five or whatever, and you get the count of which is eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a solid B, almost a B plus. Yeah. You how'd that make you feel? I mean, I felt pretty good about it because I'm pretty judicious about what I buy, except when there's sales where you get the giant bundle of things, and a lot of those were purchased as big bundles where I feel comfortable getting like I paid fifteen dollars for a bundle and the two games that I care about, I feel fine paying seven and a half dollars for each one. Of course. So, well, that that's me and Womp Rat in the sense that like well, I really. Well, mm-hmm. I know it's a lot. I mean, I don't buy a lot. I steal most of my fonts. I just I wanted to pay mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. one. Anyway, of those 87 games, only 18 run on the Mac. And of those, I'm not oh, sure how many Jiminy. even run on my current Mac. Yeah, so, so a lot of PC games. I barely understand this. But I think what you said was you use an Intel Mac as a PC, and you, you get to boot up, though, and all that, right? Yeah, but just boots Windows like a plain old PC. Mm. Do you still have to do the old thing where you have to reformat it every year? Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't that a thing? On Windows, where like, I mean, I, I don't think that's true of modern Windows anymore. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about that. You know, it's it's so difficult to say. You know, I I, I 
I hopefully, I really hope I paid my wife a compliment. I, I pay my wife this compliment fairly often. She's the queen of the Christmas stocking. She is so good at the Christmas stocking. Yeah, it's got candy. It's got soap things. It's got dolls. Like whatever it is, it's just and you pick it up and it's like a, it's like four pounds. It's solid. It looks like there's literally part of a leg, like Adriana's leg mm-hmm. is in it or something. You know, nice mm-hmm. pull, Merlin. Um, and I love that. I like the little things. You know, I like a little like a party gift bag with goofy things in it. You know, I I'm I'm asking you for a combined Christmas and birthday gift of a pop quiz show, but I love just a little a little treat that's that's for me. Doesn't make you happy. You yeah. did that for yourself, John. You got yourself yeah. some little treats. No, I put it. It's in there. We'll get to it. Hmm. It's in the document. Once it's in the document, we'll get to it eventually. We also have a uh, an ongoing practice here on the program of looking at other countries, particularly in the UK, all the ways that they vex John on a, on a regular basis. And, and if I'm being honest, the way they vex me too. It might it might figure into what we talk about tonight. You had you had some follow up on Brian Cox as Logan Roy. Yep, I was saying that uh, even though the actor is not American, that he was playing an American at that one point. His background on the show is, I believe, Scottish. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. During an impassioned speech, his accent slipped and he used or, and he used a phrase that only uh, a uh, British or some British or Scottish person might say. Oh, you uh, And everybody wanted to tell me, oh, the character on the show is actually born in Scotland. And so that makes sense for his character. But here's the thing. As Rob Lawrence points out. I'm quoting Rob now. Yeah. Brian Cox said in an interview recently that they originally told him Logan was from Canada, Logan being the character that Brian Cox plays on Succession, uh, but they changed their minds and never told him. He had been playing a Canadian <laughs> for seven or eight episodes when he had a secret weird things type conversation and found out. And somebody named Yvonne found an audio interview where you can hear Brian Cox retelling the story. Basically, what Brian Cox said is, is that they told him it's really important that the character of Logan Roy on Succession is an American. So play him as an American. And he did for like nine episodes play right. him as an American, uh, which is why I think I can be forgiven for thinking Logan Roy is an American. But then, of course, in a later season, they had him visit his his place, place of birth in Scotland and so on and so forth. But right, right, right. it's a very confused character. Isn't Even his the actor. Name, uh, James Cromwell's name is Ewan, right? Yeah, I Uncle think so. Ewan? And I mean, then, that's a very <laughs> Scottish name. And, and then Brian, Brian Cox also says that they told him he was, it was very important that the character was American and that he was born in Quebec, which is not in America. <laughs> no, okay, that's weird. Yeah. In the French-speaking part of the militantly French-speaking part of Canada? I don't know if Brian Cox is a reliable narrator on this thing, but you can hear the interview. We'll put the links in the show notes. Yep, so yep, the, yep. the mystery of Logan Roy and his American accent and his Scottish origin was indeed even a mystery to the actor who played him as an American slash Canadian for nine episodes. It's even more impressive. Now, we also talked last week about how confused my entire family was when, I forget how it came up, but last week you said something, blah, 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 and you referred to Roman Roy, played by mm-hmm. Kieran Culkin, as the youngest of the siblings, mm-hmm. and I sprung it on you that I had just learned that, in fact, in the show, canonically, he, so you got Connor, who's from, you know, the, the, the previous wife who got put away. And got that cake, that sponge cake he doesn't like. But Kendall, uh, Shiv, and Roman are all from Lady Caroline, via Lady Caroline. Uh, and, and I found out, somebody said, I forget where I heard it, but I had to go back and I did double check it, that actually, that Roman is actually the middle 
kid and Shivy is the youngest. Mm-hmm. I believe they said this on the show. It's just that, you know, it's one of those things that they mentioned in season one as like an establishing of the family order. And then you quickly forget about because. Well, I'm going to come show, back to that in a second. Because yeah, we rewatched the, the first episode. And there's something and I kid. so forgot in the first episode. Mm-hmm. About Roman? I haven't seen the first episode in ages, but. You'll oh, shoot. I wanted me. to use the right verb. Uh, who was the girl that got replaced on uh, Roseanne Darlene? Yeah. I think. Um, you know, he has a wife and kids. Roman does? I think they, I don't, I haven't. He I haven't, had like a girlfriend in like a lot of season one, right? Well, eventually he was with the, that wonderful woman from uh, Masters of Sex. Um, God, she's such a great actress. And anyway, look it up. I think he's got, if you go, when they go to this, the emergency helicopter softball game, title, they go to the emergency helicopter softball game and he's got tagging along. He's got like, you know, a wife and an Iverson-aged kid. By the way, Iverson is a terrible name for a child, if I could say. And and so that, that that's another thing that kind of blew me away. I wonder wonder how it went with that. You know? I mean, I think part of it is also like, what's your phrase? Oh, God, you had that wonderful phrase. The What is it? The law of minimal characters or... Law of conservation of characters? That's not my thing. That's a thing. Oh, it's a thing thing. It's a thing thing. Because, you know, it's harder to write... That's one thing I, I made a reference a little bit ago to Sopranos. I remember when um, uh, the guy with three names who wrote the book about TV, he, um, it's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> the guy the guy who uses Devin Think did that thing about Platinum Age TV and, and pointed out like in a typical TV show from before the late 90s, it would kind of mostly be about, you know how the, you know the phrase they use in, in TV and movies, you got the A plot, the B plot, and maybe a C plot. You got kind of the main thing. Then you got something with the wacky neighbor or whatever. In that instance, like Sopranos, like all most TV shows are about the relationship between a group of people, right? Usually a workplace or a family, right? And then some of their relationship stuff with other people and it's quirky. And of course, there's a million exceptions to that. But Sopranos is one of the first shows where in some ways they really got into everybody's relationships with almost everybody. Where mm-hmm. if you, you name a character, if you say... Uh, what did I say? Adriana? Is that her name? Like, mm-hmm. how does Polly feel about Adriana? Like, you know. Like, how does how does uh, Tony feel about uh, Dr. Melfi or whatever? You know what I'm saying, though? That, like, the, they, it's so deft and yet so very difficult to cover not only that many sort of stories, but to maintain all of those sorts of relationships and then have it pay off in a way that doesn't feel silly and unearned. Yeah, unless you run out of those, like it's like those uh, shows where people have romantic relationships and they they do the permutation, as I used to think of it when I was a kid, where everybody has at, at one point uh, been pining after uh, and uh, and or been dating everybody else, and it's like, well, we oh, used like up Grey's all, Anatomy, yeah, yeah, we used up all the permutations, and it's not combinations because it's permutations that order matters. It's like person A likes person B is different than person B likes person A, right. That's very much a Grey's Anatomy. A Grey's Anatomy is doing an interesting, it's a terrible, terrible program that my family watches and I'm compelled to watch. I, I like to watch it. I, I love the first couple, three seasons, which were about 80 years ago. First of all, everybody on the show, like, like, like Transpotting and, uh, and Ellen, Ellen Pompeo, they're all 80, 80 or 90 years old. So they brought in a whole new raft of new, uh, what are they called, residents? You, know, you, know who's, you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, do you? I do not. Did you watch Anna Delvey Foundation? Did you watch the Anna Delvey show? Mm, I'm, I, got, I think I got a little more than halfway through that, but didn't finish the it. The listener might recognize this. There's a, a lot that goes on at this hotel 
where Anna is running up a big bill uh, at this really, really fancy, I think it's like $1,000 a night, the room she's got. And there's a woman who works at the desk named Neff, who's an African-American woman. And, and the way she talks, she sounds a lot like the way Maria Bamford, you know, I'm too blessed to be stressed. She's on Grey's Anatomy now, Neff. Uh, Google Neff and Dovey. And she's terrific. So they're smart to have brought in I mean, it would almost be like MASH going, well, <laughs> in our ninth year of the war, let's bring in a whole bunch of like 20-year-olds to be on the show. Uh -huh. And I think it was actually a good one. The show is still terrible. It's irredeemable. <laughs> the COVID season with the beach is one of the most excruciating things I've ever seen. They did, John, they, they did a whole, almost like a Bobby Ewing thing where Meredith is dying, the titular Grey title. Titular uh -huh. Grey is dying. And, they, uh, and, so, and so she keeps uh, like seeing uh, McSteamboat or, or whoever, or, or McDream Man. Like Steamboat Willie, yeah, right. He has a Steamboat hat. He loves boats. He got shot, no spoilers. And, um, but anyway, that just goes on and on. But it's, it's really funny, though, when we watch something like, say, Grey's Anatomy, Abbott Elementary, Survivor, are three that come to mind. And you see the commercials, <laughs> you know, the promotions for the other shows that are on the network. You 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 buzz straight past all of that owing to your TiVo. I mean, I'm most of the things I'm watching on streaming that don't have commercials, but you know, I don't see commercials. They only, I only see the ones that they try to shove at the front of the show. I'm trying to watch. That's only when <sighs> Hulu's Hulu's slide on that has been real bad. I'm paying for the. I got the Rain Man suite with Hulu, and I got ads in so many things right now. It's amazing. Is Alex listening to the show in real time? Am I unaware that this is being live streamed? Your son? No, Alex Cox. Your co-host on Dubai Friday. Is this, is this an intervention? Because if just, it is, Alex so. just sent a message to both of us that says, oh. Oh. when Logan says, with you lot, I think it's a Scottish thing left over from his childhood. Where did you get that? <laughs> in Slack right now. Oh, in it, Slack. Okay. It's, uh, 60 seconds I ago. I got Slack here somewhere. You just anyway, leave that open all day, don't you? As we already established, they, it was very important for the makers of the show that Logan be American, so that's why they had him born in Canada. Obviously, and that's how I mean, it if you want anyway. if you, you know, to make a tomlet, you got to break some eggs. And if you want to have an American media baron, he really needs to do from Quebec. So I will just let Alex hear that in the follow-up for this week. One more thing to save us from more follow-up last week. Hang on, I'm here. almost there. General. Oh, all right, Is it right. a general? Where are you? Oh, are you trying to find this in Slack? Don't Movies get distracted. TV? Let, me, let me handle the multitasking. Okay. Stay on, stay on target. Oh. Uh, um, Ref, so I'm Ref, trying to save us from follow-up next week. Logan says, with you lot, I think it's a Scottish thing left over from <sighs> his childhood. I just read that to you. And it says, Merlin, also it was Dream Daddy. Yeah, okay. we know. Okay. Huh. Where's the Slack, where's the Slack of ATP that I'm, that I'm supposed to be allowed you're in? in? You're in it right now. It's, it's on, it's on the, the, the good Slack or re no, Relay? No, re Relay, in the Relay Slack Those where we have slacks. the Reconcilable Differences channel. Oh. Okay, well then, where's the ATP one I'm supposed to be it's allowed to be? It's private. On? You can't go in there. Well, then you said I was invited. But you're in the more... Slack. The Slack is the Why don't relay. You guys Slack. have me on that. You're show. just not in the channel. I'll never talk about it outside of the no, show. No, we talk about you all the time there. You can't be in there. You don't talk about me. I mean, like I feel like I don't get the opportunity. <laughs> you don't know what we're doing there. It's private. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let me get this out because we've already beginning. every second I don't get this out, another ten people send this to us on Mastodon. What's that? Kieran Culkin has yeah. clarified whether Roman Roy actually has a wife and child in the okay. first episode of Succession. Okay. Here's what Roman says, or here's what Kieran Culkin says, quote, not his kid, not his wife either. It mm. was in the pilot, and after it was picked up, it was his girlfriend, and she had a child. Boom. I think she got darlene or, 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 you know. I mean, or, the or girlfriend somewhere. was in several seasons, but anyway, that's the deal. He but does not, he, canonically, the, the, he does the, not the, have the, a wife the, and the, kids. the mistress of sex woman? 
You know what I'm talking about? Caitlin Fitzgerald? Oh, I'm just I'm just telling you what they said. The person that you saw in episode one that had, yeah. a, 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 had a kid no uh, was not his wife and it was not his kid. Hmm. That's probably a really good idea. There you have it. And I, it I got this from also, Us Magazine. They had not established his, I don't want to be ableist. They had not as quite yet, they had not, they, we knew that he was a weirdo who doesn't know how to sit on things. Oh my God, him on the golf cart this week was killing me. It was like, it was with the Abbott Elementary School in the background, which is weird. But um, he, they had, it isn't until later that they establish his uh, sexual diversity, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What was what was Caitlin Fitzgerald's character's name? I'm gonna look it up. Kate. She also. I, I'm opposed to the way her name is spelled. I mean, I've gotten used to it, but like, I, I don't like this. Also, you know, this all goes back to Britney Spears. I don't intrinsically have a problem with Britney Spears, but it drives me crazy that she has a name that's not a real name. Brittany mm -hmm. is a name, mm -hmm. and it was a name. Then then Britney, which I always used to pronounce Britney. Like, like, like you're doing some kind of like you've got, I imagine like a little Irish, like a Gaelic uh, apostrophe in there, right? Big mm -hmm. knee. You got to go right over the, the beautiful French part of that. And, uh, and then everybody's, and then the, and then the 90s for a while, everybody was calling their dumb kid Brittany. You had bell tone names. You get the Kayla, Shayla, Detente, whatever. You give, you give your kid some stupid name. Britney Spears got popular. God bless her. She's had a rough life. And then suddenly we're cheek to jowl with all these Britneys. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's a good name for a dog. Yeah, my wife has a dog name. She gets um, a lot of, because we've been on Gmail since very, very, Your very, Your wife very... has a dog name as in a name she wants to name her dog, or as in her name as a dog name? Well, it's not a reflection of my wife, the person. Is one of us a dog in this scenario? One, one of us is always a dog. And that's me. And that's not the follow-up line, but no partial credit unless you can name the movie. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Is one of us a dog in this scenario? I is one of us a dog? It's a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a Phil, uh, is a Philip Seymour Kaufman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, John. What is it? What's the problem? When Harry met Sally. Oh, I love like that they're talking movie. about how, how long it's been since whatever, and they're talking about how it's in dog oh years. He says, you know, when it's like John, five that movie years is to people. So we should, you know what? Maybe we should do that for our special. Have you done it already? Have you already covered that somewhere? Uh, probably. I think Master and Commander is better though. That's for another thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm saying we combine them. We combine them. Just get no, it. No, but just you and me, though. Wagon wheel coffee table. Sometimes I'll just be walking around the house. And I was being I do. polite, yeah. You know, I'll be walking around the house and I'll just go this. Horses, horses, horses. Remember that? Remember this, they're doing karaoke and his girlfriend, his ex, walks in while they're doing karaoke at the Sharper Image? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's like the white with the fringe on top in front of Ira. I, you know, oh, my guitar's at home. Um, You know, I can play that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wheels, ducks the wheels and are yellow, better the scurry. Yeah, I know. The dashboard, genuine leather with eyes and glass curtains you can pull right down in case there's I wonder a if it can make Ryan actually sing and she had to act like she couldn't sing or can she legitimately not sing? Oh, she's so adorable. Not singing well. Isn't that, she is cute as a goddamn button. Yep. Isn't she cute in that? Yep. She's really cute in that. And I love all of it. I love the aging up. I love her with the guy at the airport. That whole, they're like, all three of them are kind of too close together. Mm-hmm. And at first, what was it? At first, he doesn't want to acknowledge that he knows who she is, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That is such a good movie. You know, it's great in that and not Bruno Gans. Carrie That's Fisher. The, Carrie Fisher's very good. That Someone's looking at you in personal growth is mm -hmm. what she says. Mm -hmm. And the guy's not Bruno Gans, not Bruno Mars. Bruno Kirby. Bruno Gans was in, um, was in Wings of Desire and The Freshman. And also he played Fat Clemenza in Godfather 2. 
And and you're saying his name was Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby. R.I.P. What, what are you reading there? Is that uh, it's, it's a Sammy Davis Jr.'s book? Yes, I can. And then you know what he says to Nigel? He says, you know what? They should call that book, Yes, I Can, if Frank Sinatra says I can. Because he runs all of that with those guys. <laughs> Boston. It's not a big college town. Everybody, welcome back. Caitlin Fitzgerald. She's in also in my height, uh, in my height document that I maintain. Look at her. Look at Caitlin Fitzgerald. Did you ever watch Masters of Sex? I've seen almost all of Masters of Sex, but not it's all. It's got of more it. sex I, in it than I would like. I petered out at the end. One of those things happened. You know what? I shouldn't even say. But you know, the the co star of that show is somebody that I am very fond of, talent wise, and Liz, I think is Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, I want to say her name. I don't want to. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm your very, friend. You're going to summon her. Yeah, yeah. Look in the mirror. Say it three times. Mm-hmm. And then, then it'll be the what are the what's the other uh, big? She eyed, asked uh, me how to spell orange. Yeah. <laughs> then they change it in the musical a little bit, but um, oh no, I think she's extremely attractive. And at one point, she's not wearing clothes. And there's a part of me that was like, "You lucky guy, you get to go see that cute girl in her all together, looking confident," which is always fun. But then I was like, this really, this feels weird. This is like scope of my sister or something. You know? It's not, it's a weird show for sure. Do you watch Party Down? No. Okay. And then the other thing is her name is Caitlin, but it's, it's spelled Caitlin. Like another one, Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, Caitlin. How is it supposed to be spelled in your opinion? Well, I mean, like there's some people where Caitlin, and no offense, but they're Caitlin where it's K-A-T-E. Dash L Y N. No, what are you doing? No, I would go with the C A I T L I N. You're going to get Bader Meinhoff on this. You go out there and you interact in the world and you're going to meet some Caitlyn's. I'm sure they exist, but I feel like this is the the more canonical version of Caitlyn. Actually, it's pronounced Jennifer. Mm -hmm. She was born August 25th, 1983, which would be right around the time I started 10th grade. Uh Welcome back to uh, Reconcilable Differences. Do we have any more follow up, John? We do. This is a, a. Thing that I <laughs> have not decided whether I'm going to wade into. I debated. Uh, be I, yeah, be careful. I debated just throwing a poll up on this on Mastodon just to see what, but I didn't have time before the show. Maybe that, before next show I'll do this, but someone okay. else brought this up to me on Mastodon. And I, I have and, a very strong position on this. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out how I'd formulate the poll. If I formulated the poll, I think it would be something like this. I would have to, I would have to say, if water if. is an it's if, gotta water start with is if an, right? Because yeah. it's not, how do you do this? It's, First of all, if you do this, only answer if you do this. Yeah. So if water is involved in any way in your toothbrushing process, what temperature is that water? But then my problem was, okay, well, what do I put as the choices? Right. Because it will be and like, like the thing that sa- seems to save you, which is starting with if, then paints you into a corner. No, what the corner I'm painted into is what temperature is the water. I have to give. You know, no, what I'm trying to say is choices. there's more to it than that assumes that there's only one way people conduct heat yeah, no, you could have multiple temperatures and that, but even like, just and with, also just how you do it do you do, are you a finger scraper under the water does it have to be hot do you do none at all yeah so the, the, because i mean the two choices are hot or cold obvious but people are gonna say well it's not hot or well it's not really cold and there's no it should be a third choice and if this I put is a third how choice, Trump got elected they'll be like well this, this kind of terrible polling is it's exactly not the warm but is, is it lukewarm or is it closer <laughs> to warm or closer to cold and i was like i cannot come up with a set of I options like that people aren't going to complain about I should, I just, just put temperature ranges. 
from mm-hmm. boiling to freezing with the, and I'll just divide up mm. the the ranges entirely. But then people don't know what temperatures are. So anyway, this with JavaScript probably you could yeah. you could probably make something that would be sort of like a uh, what do I call that like a choose your own adventure type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you're brushing, you're, your teeth, you're in a bathroom. There's one spit door. Spit your water south. on the screen, and it'll tell you the temperature. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, to, to cut to the chase in this, the whole idea is that there are people out there who brush their teeth with hot water, and the rest of the civilized world can't believe this is true. And in the same way with the secret weird things, I would like to find out. Well, what is the deal? D- does eighty percent of the population who Before uses water when they toothbrush? Why are, is there a clear? Without saying why, is there a c- clear reason? one or the other side gives for using, just for the sake of, you know, simplicity, hot versus cold water. Do you, is there a consistent line of reasoning about that? Yeah, the, the cold water reasoning is why in the world would you ever do hot water unless you're making tea or coffee? Like if, someone, mm. if you ask for a glass of water and they bring you a glass of hot water, you'd be like, what the hell? That's, so, wh- that's a poverty mentality. Right, so there's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the hot water fans would say something having to do with, well, hot water like kills more germs or some BS. Mm, hot water burn baby or like I'll, if you were, if, if you were gonna if you're gonna wash something wouldn't you use hot water to i guess i don't know cut the grease with soap suds that you're putting on your teeth my it's angle arm is very my angle arm is very very strange and it, it's unintentionally informed by um friend of the show kieran healy and the large copper rat bath that he has in his attic mm-hmm. wherever he lives um which is i wonder if some people are suspicious of w- the water line from one or the other Right, like, but that, but that doesn't help. Is that that's the, the well? In the case of the the rat water things, both the hot and the cold come from the rat water, I think. But either way, the hot would they be make worse. Hot water from like a rat soup. Yeah, probably got potatoes in it. Knowing them, I mean, it goes from the thing to the water heater and from the water heater to the hot faucet. Mm. But but no, is this is so? I, I if I can come up with with a way to ask that, I'll ask it. Do you want to make any predictions about what you think the percentages will be if if the choices yeah, are I'll hot or cold? Yeah, I'll make a prediction. I, I don't agree with this, but my prediction is sixty percent at least will say doesn't matter or cold water. I mean, doesn't doesn't matter is definitely not going to be a choice. You're really I didn't, I'm asking this. whether it matters. Do you, are you thinking that? you might want to change away from mastodon just going to the to the the privation of of the polling system? Uh, no, this is not a problem with the polling system. This is a problem with the, my ability to come up with choices that people won't complain about for this specific question. I'll write it with you. With I'd be happy to collaborate on that. So you think it's going to be 60% what, I, cold water? Well, 60, okay, 60, if you 40, remove, cold I don't. So the only, the answers are, this is if, if you're somebody. Yeah, because I'm just excluding the non-waterers. They can, because not cold, what, cold and room temperature in this instance mean the same thing. Yeah, that's that's why I have to explain to people very verbosely, like, look, I'm, pretend you had two separate spigots, one that said H and one that said C. Do you turn on the H, the C, or both? If you turn on both, pick the middle choice. If you turn on just the H, but, the, uh, and, but it's like, well, I like it hot, but not that hot. And But it's like, ah! You know what I'm asking. When I say cold water, I don't mean it's ice cold. I mean, you, you know. Sh- so. They should, you know, th- I think the internet was a mistake. No, this is just a hard one to do. Okay. Like, like right. if I could interview people individually, I can hand hold them through it and I'm say, saying, well, like is it closer Silicon to Valley. hot or closer you, to the cold? And you know, let's really go around the room. Is it hot, cold? You know, and you ask each person. You should do that. I'll look forward to hearing about that. Do you want to do my last bit and then we're done? Yes. I just wanted to mention this to receive your uh, approbation for how I did this. Um, so for the last year and a half, year and a half probably you probably don't understand what i was doing but what i was trying to send you i hit command y and i wanted to show you the first instance where i searched for ethernet d process command y history in safari okay yeah in chrome you have to run your credit card let's see here there's my kid with oh my kid's in a face pickup 
uh, Edward Tomlin. You remember that? Remember that weird article I found? It was so weird. Top 10 New Order songs. That's a made-up thing. Um, but, damn, where's the thing? I can't find it. So, for the last year, let's say, I've had this thing on my, I was going to say studio display, on my Macintosh studio, correct? It's just a Mac studio. They don't call it Macintosh anymore. Well, then what's the Apple called? No, I'm just, I don't remember what year they stopped doing that, but it was actually a pretty long time ago. It's kind of I sad. know, I know. Uh, it's tradition. Um, on my studio, Mac, Britney, uh, you go and you open your activity monitor and you can see like if something's hinky, often you'll go into activity monitor and it was showing you all of your processes, how much CPU energy, et cetera. It's taking over time right now. There's one that I'd never noticed before that's neat, which is like the, I've seen cumulative like CPU. I'd never seen cumulative like energy. That's pretty cool. But anyhow, I go in there and like a lot of times you'll see one and you're oh, having a problem. This is being weird. Why am I beach balling in this app? And you go in and it's red. And that means something's tied up with that process and you got to get out of there. A lot of cases, especially with things, I guess, like demons, you, or as you say, Damon, you, um, you, can, you can force quit them, but they'll come right back, right? User note D is a process. This is so boring. I got to get through this. User note D is a process that involved, involved with, I think, the interface between apps and services into notifications. It has to do with, like, I don't know what. I've, I've asked you about this at least twice. I spent the last year finding everything I can about it. And I don't know why. I don't know how many CPUs I've gotten this thing. I think a lot. But it's just frustrating to me. Wouldn't that frustrate you if you opened up Activity Monitor and there was a, like a background demon? Any other Mac, it's like 0.1%. And 100% of one of your CPUs is running on this busted S demon over a year. That's not great. Although, like, are you going to Activity Monitor because you noticed uh, weird behavior? Or are you no. just in Activity Monitor and then you notice user note D is going nuts? Sometimes I go to Activity Monitor, yes, because of something that's going on. And yeah, usually it's easy enough. You see the red thing, you force quit it, you know? Uh, like, you know, sometimes Descript doesn't really want to quit. That's not a bad example. But anyway, the point is, whilst I am there, is when I see user note D, like 100.2%. Or whatever at the top, and it's just like, ugh, what is this? I spent so long. I could. Long story short, I, it's kind of related. It appears the the sample. I think you looked at my sample, my law, dot log, and it's like it's something related to whatever Java ish library for doing time zone conversions, and something with ICS with calendar stuff. But I could never track it down. Finally, I went to like Stack Overflow or whatever. <laughs> Problem was. This thing that lots of people, and we know we know how to trust people on these fora, right? But it was like, hey, this worked for me, this worked for me. But it was from like a year or two ago. It's from a different operating system. And it involves going into library slash application support and moving notification center directory to your desktop. And then running this like one line multi-semicolon command. And I got backups. I did the craziest goddamn thing, John, which is I just... <laughs> Because the problem is notification center or whatever it's called, that folder doesn't exist there anymore. At least I don't have one, right? So I just ran the command. I should send you the command to see how bad what I did was. I restarted and it went away. Can you believe that? Isn't that crazy? I do believe it because when you have a hung process like that, very often it's trying to munch through some kind of bad data. How could it stay hung for that long though, John? Because it's, first... trying, it's trying to munch through some kind of bad data and it got caught in a loop while it was trying to munch through but the I mean, bad data. The classics, like the dumb stuff in the back, you know, they always say you find stuff in the last place you look, I guess, unless you're out of your goddamn mind and keep looking for things after you found them. Um, but corrupt fonts, I've had that bite me before. 
My guess was weird settings like corrupted P list or something. But cocktail, clean my Mac, all that stuff never found anything. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have a, a replacement for Roost Switch anymore. I really wanted to do like a whole like fresh start with a backup for that one app, but I don't even know how to do that. Anyway, that worked. Should I, should I send you the line and, and see do. what you think? Please okay. Do. So I just did that and user note D is a process that blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. I'll just do you want me to just send you the link or do you want me to just paste you the code? The link is fine. We'll put it in the show notes. Well, here, we'll do this. That's that. And the extractions from this post. Did I get a markdown link for that? So I, maybe that, by doing that Darwin user directory, um, get, 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 wait, get conf. What's conf? No, you're, don't worry about that. Well, no, I want to know, because it's, it's basically trying to, to determine a variable, right? There's a variable that is yeah, yeah. No, Darwin user just, directory. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. This is, this is pretty plain, right? Um, change directory to, and then it's saying in ticks, go, whatever the Darwin user directory. So, so go find out where my directory is and then RMRF notification center, mm-hmm. com Apple notification. So that's the settings, Apple oh, settings. No, I think that's a, that's a, that's a folder named that. Oh, I see. And then kill, uh, kill the, kill the user note D process and kill mm-hmm. all, um, for notification center. And it worked. Yeah, that, um, that makes Does that sense. Does find that kind of weird and frustrating that it worked? <laughs> no, like, why wouldn't it? That's, like I said, it's, ba- it's is, bad I data I had to somewhere. go find that after a year, John. That's yeah, crazy. I know. Well, it's it's bad data, and the, the people who write these programs have to make them robust in the face of bad data, and yeah. they didn't in this case. It was some kind of data that it was trying to work through that oh, yeah, I'm right. assuming got it caught in an infinite loop. Yeah, 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 I've been there. Um, we got to walk from the parking lot. But that's, you know, so I fixed that, and, and that's that's a weird relief to me. It's kind of, where, it's, where is the Stack Overflow link? You didn't send me that one. Oh, crap. It, no, it's, um, I think, damn it, what is it called? Super user. No, user net user process is responsible for, let me try and do a Google on this. Um, you, you don't have the link? That's fine. I probably do. It's probably the last thing I search for. Command Y and search for, oh man, John, I'm exper- experiencing, I'm going through something, I go through something with history that is so similar to what you used to describe with email. And like the shifting landscape as you're trying to do something. If you command Y to go to history, I'll, and then I sort by date, and I go and try to find the thing I want. All I want to do, I want to like open the link I looked at a year ago in a new window. It's okay if that creates a new entry in history, but I would also like it to remember that I've been, been there a long time ago. Now all the sands are shifting, and he changed the search, and everything's gone. You start all over. And, you're oh, trying to pick you know, up the tweezers with the tweezers. I'm picking up the tweezers with the tweezers is what I'm doing. You're trying to look at the history and go to a thing that's in your history without affecting your history. Oh, so it's like it's kind of like a Heisenberg uncertainty thing. No, not like that at all. And it's a little like that if you think nope. about it. He's the one who knocks. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. There we go. What is user note DM? Why is it eating my CPU? What a good question. Question asker. Link will be in the notes. Thank you. For the past couple of weeks, a process identified as user note D. Did I say that right? D, you just you pronounce the D as D because it's yeah. a demon. Right? I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's start for user notifications. That but I'm not going to say I don't say I don't say user noted. Mm-hmm. User note D, uh, user note D is not appeared to take over my machine for a few hours, ninety nine percent. Force quitting the process, D delete D, and this the fellow says or he they she user note uh, note D is a process that is responsible for notifications, and then he points to a post and describes it. Can you tell me why that happened? Why did I get this wackadoo 
oh, bugs, some bug uh, or bug or a crash or something else happened that put out some corrupt data. If I had a drag, if I had a drag problem, you'd be all over this, like white on rice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So was that crazy? What I did? Uh, which part? <laughs> well, in my, <laughs> you're so unkind. Um, I would say like by by googling for a, a, a the answer to this question, which is where I would have started. Year, anyway. Yeah, but and, the the my rubric on on life, as you may or may not know, is that you shouldn't say you've solved a problem if you don't know what you did that made it not be a problem, and importantly, often what caused the problem. I don't know either one of those here. I mean, you don't know you don't know what caused it, but you you can be pretty sure that you you doing this solved it though because you did this and immediately the problem was fixed, right? And it hasn't Correct. come back. No, sir. That's, so that's I would say I would call put this in the wind column. Is bark? It says it could be caused by I saw this several places. Could be caused by growl, which is an old school notifications service. And bark. Is bark that app from controlling your kids' iPad? Bark? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's fixed for now, you know. I I figured you'd browbeat me or or you know, have questions, given that I, I did this kind of blindly. But it turned out okay. And now I can sleep at night. That's good. Do you want to cut all of that out? No. I think okay. it's very important for people who have the same problem. Hmm. So you're saying it's in the show. And I'm excited for you that you've uh, fixed a longstanding problem with your computing life. I did something and it's better now. There you go. But I mean, isn't that kind of like saying I watched a movie and I didn't have a heart attack? Like it's. Oh, no, no. You, because you, you tackled this problem. You had okay. a problem. You knew you had it. You could identify <laughs> you're, you're the problem. It's so frustrating to me. I, I never. I don't understand what's, what's going to make you empathetic to my life. I, I never I'm, know what's I'm the one be. who's saying that you've got to win here and that you did a good thing and you're arguing against me saying it's you're not and that. I didn't fix it. You're the one who knocks. <sighs> Relay.fm slash rd slash join. Mm-hmm. John, what's next? Uh, this is my, this is, this is kind of like a moment that you often have on Roderick on the line. Either one or one or both of you have uh, relay stories like this to each mm-hmm. other. Um, let me see. I can't even remember the context. I think I was just like probably just driving my daughter around because it's a thing that I do a lot. And she said to me, oh, no, she texted me, as she often does, within the house that we both live in. She very often texts me. We do that all the time. In fact, she's, te- she's texting me. <laughs> wh- while we're recording this, she's texting me just FYI. Oh, my Lord. Um, anyway, she texted me. I guess I can just scroll back and see what she said. Where is it? Oh, so many texts. Uh, oh, she did say that she was losing her menu bar on her computer last night when she was texting me, but I didn't get a chance to look at that. Losing the menu bar. Could she be accidentally control scrolling? No, I think she turned on the setting that, that makes a menu bar auto hide, you know, about that one. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, I remember there's that one where like, uh, where, 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 where colors would show through. Some people leave that turn. I remember there's like a leopard, leopard skin coming through your menu bar. Remember that? Yeah. Very unappealing to me. Very unappealing to me. Um, so what she said, mm. I'll take your time. I'll, I'm going to send you some oh, photos. Find it. All right. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of scroll backs here. You got to scroll. No, no, it's fine. No. All right. Here we go. This is, this is the beginning of this conversation. This is not, uh, what time is it? This? this is 1131 PM, uh, a couple days ago. Okay. And there's no, the, the earlier context is about entirely unrelated issues. Okay. Uh, she says, can you send me your Apple music playlist? That's, I I don't mean this to sound sexist. Uh, I mean, it's about old people, not women, but that sounds like such a mom thing to ask for. Send me, John, send me your playlist. All right, so two things. First, I'm going to credit her for knowing that uh, unlike her, I do not use Spotify. 
Mm-hmm. She is a Spotify person, all in on Spotify, but she knows I don't use Spotify. And, I, and she knows there's a thing called Apple Music. And so she assumes that because I don't use Spotify and because I have music, I probably use Apple Music. And right. she wants me to send her her Apple Music playlist. Do you understand why uh, a teenager would ask such a thing? Who A teenager who uses Spotify? Um, am, am I allowed to ask? If this is too much to ask, tell me. But is she using playlist in the way you and I would think of that? Meaning like usually a manual or something smart playlist, like the classic iTunes drag songs you like into this list of mini lists? I mean, the reason she's saying it is because the, the currency in her world are playlists that that shared mm-hmm. among Spotify users. The mm-hmm. idea is that th- what a playlist is, is just a list of essentially pointers to songs that are on Spotify. Yeah. Right? It's just- Well, a, as opposed, I mean, just, just for, for all the old folks in the back, as against saying like, um, oh gosh, what did I do? Oh yeah, yesterday I was having a big Uncle Tupelo thing. So I go and I find No Depression by Uncle Tupelo, an album, and I listen all the way through in order believe it or not. <laughs> and then I go to Anodyne by Uncle Tupelo and I listen to that all the way through. As against, here's like Merlin's list of 10 versions of Since You've Been Gone by Russ Ballard. Manually created. Yeah, but there's a little bit more to that. So what I said to her was I said, I said, you know, my what? Like, because I, I kind of knew what she was asking, but I wanted to hear her clarify. And she said, whatever playlist you would play in the car before I took over with my music, because if, several years ago. She's trying to find a specific song? Well, no, because like she, we, I used to play my music in the car, but then when she got old enough to have her music, she's like, no, when we're in the car, I my phone gets to connect to the Bluetooth. I control the music because we listen to my music. And but she, wanted, she was asking me to send her my playlist, which is like whatever I was playing in the car she, okay. for the many years before. Yeah, right? I haven't cracked it. I don't know what it's for. Right. But so now I had to explain to her, look, yes, now I do play songs in the car and it is, does exist as a playlist. But what she doesn't understand is... She is, thinks it's going to come with the songs. Right. I'm saying like those songs aren't on Spotify. Right. Some, most of them are. Especially stuff like the, what used to be called, what was it called before? iTunes Match. Like, so you've ripped your favorite Yes. Like CDs I, I told her at yeah. least like the vast majority of my collection comes from songs that I ripped from CD. I don't think she's ever even seen this. It's basically like, like running a library book or running a stack of library books and receiving... A right. stack of index cards. So, so like when you're sparing spear- a Spotify playlist, you just send them mm-hmm. on a URL. And if they're a Spotify user, that's it. It refers right? to all the same stuff. Right. Yeah. So even if Apple Music has that feature, my playlists are not quote unquote Apple Music, the streaming service playlist. They're playlists constructed of MP3s <laughs> that I ripped from CDs. So strange to have to right? explain. So, so I can't send her that playlist. That play, like you, I can't send you that. There is no because you would even if I gave you the but list she's, of it's songs. Not that she's not wrong because if you're in the parlance, like you know, I love Spotify. I don't. I mean, I don't love the company. I don't love the podcast. I don't love their business. But like, I adore the Spotify service. I mean, stuff like today, I was listening to something and I put on my headphones and it knew. Okay, now send it to this and like that. That kind of thing that usually drives me bananas. Apple Music has no sense of any of that when Spotify's great at that. But setting that aside. Spotify's great at that until you have more than one person messing with the same Spotify account, which I'll get to. Well, change your, change your password, dude. No, 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 not the same thing. I'll tell you in a second. Anyway, um, so I, I explained that to her, which she loves hearing, of course. Uh, oh, and yeah. I said, <laughs> loves it. Yeah, and I, and I said, that, you know, that said, I can make you a playlist containing all the songs that are on the playlist that I play in the car. And I said, where do you want me to do that? Do you want me to make you that playlist in Spotify or do you want me to make it in Apple Music? And she said Spotify. So I'm like, fine, Mm -hmm. I will do that. So you have a Spotify account, but it's not what you mainly, you're focused on your life, mostly on your library of chosen music. And just to clarify for folks who haven't been with us for the whole ride, at least a while ago, and I suspect now, you 
like buy with money records you liked. I like still you, do, yeah. You That's bought how... like um uh, what's mother we share? What's it called? Oh uh, the first one. Uh, um, I'm so uh, bad with album. Oh, something something that the something. Um, but you like you bought that on Apple Music? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's it called? I'm sorry, now it's gonna drive me crazy. I listen to it all the time, I'll thanks to you it. and Jason. I'll get this in a second. Church. Love is Dead? Is that from Love is Dead? No, it's earlier. It's um, it's from... I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really, really sorry. Stop changing my stuff. I always want thumbnails. I never want the list. Ugh. It's the one f- with the mother we share, and it's... I'm so close to getting it, but I... Uh, the Bones of What You Believe. The Bones of What... You believe. Correct. Wow, 10 years, dude. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, uh, uh. The, the reason I said this whole encounter is like something that you and Robert talked about because yeah. this is kind of like, uh, I think it was his, his daughter asking him to explain World War II. Like, this is the moment you're waiting, you've been waiting for. Like, unprompted, Dad, oh, can you send me a playlist of your Th- music? That's, that's what happened on Sunday when my kid said, Can you show me how to play guitar? Can you show me how to play guitar? <laughs> yep, see? And, and, and I, I've been, I've been really, if I'm being honest, John, I've been a little bit unexpectedly pained by my kid growing up a little bit. I'm like, I, I, I love mm-hmm. my kids. Like, I actually like the person. It's my favorite person to do stuff with and be with and pal around with. And I've been like, well, really it's, a, it's a good thing they'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so difficult to get those photos. Uh, like see. the kid, the kid will just go like and just decide to make a meal and make a meal. And like mm-hmm. it's to, kids totally independent. We're getting ready to prepare for driver's test stuff. Mm-hmm. Three hours a week as we speak, my kid is in a class right now. I know. Uh, my, my daughter just did the driving test thing. And now that she's 16, in theory, she can take the like the written test to get her permit. But she's been she's lost motivation. <laughs> I, I I'm trying to get better at not, you know, uh, you know, read the room, stay out of somebody else's moment. But Madeline and, her, and him are like going, oh, my God, and we'll do this. And you prep for this. And blah, blah, blah. But the class he's taken, by the way, is a how to have a job class. It's really mm-hmm. cool. But anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do the test. And then you'll blah, blah. And then you'll get your learner's permit. And you'll be able to write with me. I was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> you can start driving me around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man, Billy. I know when I need to make water. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that would be, that would be him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and he just turned to me and goes, I am not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be, I've got to get a driver's license. Well, you should have said, well, I guess you can drive who, around whoever you want in your own car. Drive around? What's that from? Nothing. That's from parenting, oh. as in, oh, I'm not going to be driving you around. It's like, you don't even have a car, dude. <laughs> you think yeah. you have our car, but that's not your car. You're not even yeah. on the insurance. I lent you my guitar. <laughs> the least you could do is drive me in the mall. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. I thought, you know, one, one flies, one buys. Yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, sort of preparing my daughter for her future life where I live in her backpack like Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so whenever, whenever she says, what am I going to do? And she's out there out of breath and flipping. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what am I going to do when I need X, John, Y, and Z? Such, hey, anybody out there with any skills at all? I don't need to see what his daughter's face looks like, but I would love to see a teenage mm-hmm. woman 
with a backpack. I'm, and saying, John, I'm saying when she's an adult and I'm elderly, if she ever has any sort of questions, I say, well, all you well, have to so do is Roderick open your backpack. said this week about his father. He doesn't yeah. have to talk to his father because his father's always there. Yeah, well, we were, well, we were going on a tours of colleges and, and I was saying, well, you're not going to have to worry about that because if you ever have your problems, just open up your backpack and I'll be there and you'll just be able to Just answer. turn around. Help you, I can. Yes. Mm. Mm. Did I get that right? Help, help you, I can. Yes. Uh, you got to give me the context for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Find you, help you, I can. Find your friend. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. I love. I like when he like goes over to his little uh, little camp and starts eating his food. Mm-hmm. God, I love Yoda. Love Yoda so much. He's good. He's got the same voice as Grover, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Oh no, no. Once once you know the trick, mm-hmm. it's very true with Frank Oz. But once you know about Frank Oz, it's pretty apparent with Jim Henson yeah. too. Mm-hmm. We're like, I mean, I think there are people out there. Maybe people like you, our beloved friends who are listening. Are you aware that you know Miss Piggy, Grover? Um, Yoda, like are the same person, and then you hear Grover talk, and you think, "Oh, he does kind of sound a lot like Yoda." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same is true with Jim Henson. You start to realize yeah. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Kermit the Frog have, and Jordan Peterson have similar voices. <laughs> I love Robin. I think Robin is so cute. I love him. You know, the opening of the Muppet movie still makes me a little weepy. Yeah. I mean, the tech standpoint, I mean, Jesus Christ, what are they doing in that movie? Do you, have you ever seen like the diagrams of how they did Kermit in the boat? Playing I don't the think so. I've seen the bicycle riding stuff. Oh, that's nuts too. Um, look up, do me a favor for yourself, not now, but go look up. Cause I think I'm pretty sure that is, there's a puppeteer like underwater in like one of those tubes like they used to yeah, build the Golden yeah. Gate Bridge. Yeah. It's pretty bananas. So would you send her? Yeah, so uh, to be clear, what my playlist actually is, which complicates matters slightly, is uh, it is the, all of the songs in my entire iTunes music collection that are rated. Oh, it's three like stars your, all your like four and higher, three stars and higher. It's a three smart stars playlist, and okay. right? So and anyway. three, and, then, and just to be clear, because I know this from Letterboxd, or as you say, the demon called Letterbox. Um, you, you, I've seen your Letterboxd curve. Is it same free music? It's pretty close to a bell curve. Uh, not really, because more especially force. after after iTunes sort of like deprecated star ratings and changed it to just the stupid heart. The star ratings are still in there, but they make it so hard to get at them now. So basically, the three stars more or less became just a binary yes, no. Whereas if I like a song, it's three yeah. stars. And if I don't, it's no stars. And I'm not really rating them in the same way as I do movies. Four, four and five are more like the VIP room. Three means you can get in. Like yeah, you can get I in used the club. to do them. I used to use the whole range way back in the day, but I stopped to just basically just doing three stars or zero. I used to feel like my life is draining away as I spend time wondering if something should be one star. It puts me in the mind of something I said a long time ago, which is that organizing your email is like alphabetizing your recycling. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really need, I mean, I, I, there was a time though where I would use ones sort of, what's the phrase? What would you say? Not off label, non-canonically, like to mean, have you ever done that dumb thing where you use something like say a star rating to like be able to find all of a certain thing or to like mark all of a certain thing. Because if you, if you just use the select to do things, it's not as clear, but there are tricky ways. And then there's the classical one they used to have, which is like group, right? Wasn't there something called group where you could say, well, this, this is a bunch of tracks, but it's all part of the ring cycle. Maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the info pane. And I used to be such a good app, John. It was such a good, it was in a simpler time. In a time yeah, but like when, when my kid, like in the time I even my, when my kid was around, and like I spent a lot of time in iTunes when I had a kid. We had a you always have to tell me the one where you you clip clip the iPod to your tie or whatever a Nano shuffle. We had a shuffle. We had three shuffles, and one of the shuffles was just dryer sound. 
So, you know, dryer sound, Toy Story songs. You got offended me. And, uh, and then um, Harry Potter. Prisoner of Azkaban. Just look at the state of his robes. Things I have heard. So, and it would be so funny because I go in there. I was failing to write a book. My kid was turning two or three. The most played song in my collection, Raw. Like, I, I, you know, I, of course, I did a lot of tagging and I used to care intensely before they made me not care. But um, Dryer Sound was number one. You, you got a friend in me. And then what's the other one from Toy Story 3? Bum, 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 the, the ending song. We belong together. Like that. That's a really good song. Yeah, like I said, our, our white kids' white noise was on CD, and we play it in a CD boombox in, in the bedroom. So it wasn't, it wasn't even digital. It wasn't even uh, an MP3. And then Everlong by uh, Foo Fighters, yeah, which I would do while I wasn't listening to that while. while and and Triumph by um, Wu Tang. So so what happened? So my three plus stars playlist is uh, fifteen hundred songs, a little over fifteen hundred songs, um, and they're all, ripped at pretty uh, high rates. They're mostly uh, one ninety two, I think. So you're. And you said, well, 1,500 songs was like four gigs? Well, it's not about the size, because obviously I'm not sending her the files. I'm You're going not going to make, export this. I'm going to make her a playlist in, in Spotify. So here's, here's my plan for making the playlist in Spotify. Most of these 1,500 okay. songs are on Spotify somewhere, right? But then there's the ones that aren't. Are you using one of the... I'm sorry, I, I, missed, I missed a step here. Are you using one of the services or apps to trans- translate it from Spotify? No, Apple? no, no, no. no. No, no. There's some pretty good, like even free apps that will do that for you. Yeah. So uh, what I w- what I was <laughs> you're, you're doing this by hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifteen hundred songs. Well, that's how many are in the three plus stars. So what I did was I'm you know because <sighs> crazy person. The way the way I do is I random play through my thing, and I drive my kids crazy by skipping until I find a song that I like while I'm random playing. They I think it. that's totally cromulent. Just... I think that's exactly the way to have a life. Anyway, eat, that's... eat the big eat the big piece first. Don't save the best piece of chicken. Eat the best piece of chicken. I put a sticker on the back of my phone case yesterday because stickers are for sticking. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think you, you just let it all go is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so my strategy was um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a Spotify open in one window. And this is my Spotify account. She's got her own Spotify account. But I'm going to have my Spotify account open in one window and my music, iTunes, whatever app open in the other on my Mac. Yeah. And I'm just going to go through. <laughs> John, this is insane. Song by song. And for each song that I want to be in the playlist, I you will use. You wouldn't create like an importable like XML thing no, out no, of no, like no. A, a spreadsheet? Just all hand rolled. Okay? I cannot believe you're doing this. So for, e- for each song, because I'm not putting I wouldn't all, do that for 20 songs. I'm not putting all 1,500 songs. <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm going through and I'm saying, which one of these songs do I think is one of the so songs? You're, you're, I'm sorry, John. You're making a playlist in approximately the same way. And I, I have spreadsheets for this, but approximately the same way that I say, okay, I own f- almost 400 movies. If you go to the movie tab on the Apple TV, I have 400 movies. And so then that makes me want to go into my Plex once or twice a year, you understand? And like, I don't need this 80 gigs of Godfather 2 there because it's just the same version that's on iTunes. But you're doing it like I would do it. You're not even using a spreadsheet. Window here, window there, onesie, one, onesie twosie. Yeah, and so I start by making a, play, a playlist on Spotify she on my account on Spotify. She appreciate this adequately. Because I know once I make a playlist on Spotify in my account, it's real easy to share that with her. So I'm making it in my account on Spotify and I have the music, iTunes, whatever next to me on my three plus stars list and I go through and until I see a song that I want and then I go mm. to the Spotify window and I hit the little uh, magnifying glass and I type in the first few letters of the song and it auto completes and I see 17 versions of the song and I pick the best one and add it to the playlist. 
Okay. And I just repeat that. When I come across a song. When, when, when and in what situation? Are you? Is this an evening thing for you? Do it in the morning? Yeah, it's like a, a morning, afternoon project. Because it can be fun if you're in the right state of mind, or it can seem like doing your taxes in pen. Uh, if you're not, uh, I, I was up for it. But part of it is the 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 um, the satisfaction of curating. Because again, I'm not putting all 1,500 songs in there. I'm putting in the songs that I think my daughter has heard you're in the car. You're curating the curation, and that I think that she'll like. And by the way, recently she's been actually taking some of my advice because she's listening to music. Like she's heard, for example, I don't that. she's heard cranberries. Like the cra- hits, you know, linger. My kid dreams. likes cranberries now. Yeah, she's she's heard cranberries in the car since she was very little, right? Because I, do you listen to and enjoy them? I, mean, I just the hits, you know, like they're the stuff my, I would know, like Zombie or the yeah, uh, the Quiet uh, One, Linger or Dreams, right? Those are the big ones. Um, that one, yeah, yeah. And so she's heard them before, but wow. they're, on, they're that's Dad's music, and Dad's music is on cool. But then, it's on TikTok, I'll bet. But you. then a couple of years pass, and all of a sudden she's playing quote unquote her music in the car, mm-hmm. and Linger comes up. I'm like, huh, huh. And you know, after a couple of weeks of her playing Linger and Dreams, I said, you know, if you like the Cranberries, you might like the Sundays. Dude, when this happens in the car, someday we'll do a show just about this thing I'm dealing with. Because, of course, I'm middle-aged. I'm white. I'm a man in America. Consequently, I am so deeply underappreciated and so deeply unacknowledged. So we're sitting there, like, driving around, waiting in traffic on third, and then I hear, bow, 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 what do want you do? I'm like, Wait, is this a sh- like? Is this just like a shuffle? It's like no, it's just like stuff I like. Hey, you you're listening to you're listening to Badfinger, and you didn't tell me about it. And then there'll be something like and, and, and then not, here's the thing: they'll also say, "I discovered this band on my own. I've never heard I this know, song in my life." I know. It's like no, you didn't. We used to have dance parties in the afternoon where we mm-hmm. would dance. We would dance to this. We would dance to Beyonce's Countdown. And, and she says, she said, whatever." <sighs> You know, John, you you're not going to admit it because you're you're very stoic. You're like you're like my own my own my own private Marcus Aurelius. But you don't you feel a little bit underappreciated when that happens? Yeah, my do- my own daughter said, "Stop pushing your Sundays agenda on me." Because I mentioned it once, and then I mentioned it a second time because I know she would like the Sundays because she likes the cranberry. She's playing oh, them for weeks in the oh, car. Oh, there's so many like that where I'm like, if you you have this is this thing you love and that thing you love, and it's somehow even better than you would think. Yeah, and she's heard the Sundays in the car before. It's not like for her whole life. She didn't know it was the Sundays unless she like looked at the screen, but she probably didn't. Anyway, so eventually you have to, you have to? Uh, eventually she found the Sundays on her own and then she started playing the Sundays in the car. And I'm like, I don't say anything. You can't say I know, anything. I know. I know. Because you, you know what you do? You, I'm sorry to use my phrase again. You're going to crush the bunny. Yeah. Like a, a nice thing happened. And the whole time that you're sitting there going, are you effing kidding me? You know, your daughter, my son, they're sitting there going, oh God, I hope he didn't say anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of like, you know what I mean? It's, it's yes, like, I know. you don't have the good face recognition. So the story I was going to tell you is we were walking in, out of Walgreens yesterday. We're walking out of Walgreens. And I know this sounds like a stand-up comedy bit, but this is a problem I've had my whole life. We talked about this on You Look Nice Today. This is a thing that's been around forever. And it's been proven to be true as recently as yesterday. One, like I forget everything. I don't know anything. But I see a face and I recognize the face. At this point in my life, John, we're in the middle of a conversation. We're having a good time. We're chatting. You know, we we bought a we bought a thing where where you know he'd be able to use the amp, you know, for this particular plug, and got some candy for mom. I see a face. Doesn't matter who it is. I see a face, and I know the face. And as the word "Hey" is forming in my mouth, because here's the warning for you, John. If I see a face 
and I think I know the face, you know what I do? I say, hey, now that could be somebody I was on jury duty with in 2008. That could be the ex of somebody where they had a very acrimonious breakup. Or it could be a kind of snotty girl from Billy's basketball team who he never got along with. And I instantly recognized, even though we haven't seen the kid in three years. Mm-hmm. So I almost made the H, the H mm-hmm. of hey. He looked at me like I was squatting to drop a deuce. And I heard this. That would have been less embarrassing. Absolutely. Just me being there, them mm-hmm. being there, being alive and around people is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. We're walking out, we're, we're doing the thing. I'm trying, I'm trying to operationalize a new thing where I always use the handicap button so I don't have to touch the door. And, and we're fixing to leave. We walk by and I, and I see, you know, doesn't matter who, but. And then the noise that my son made was. Um, let me see if I can do that again. <clears throat> Dad. Which I instantly understood to mean don't do anything, <laughs> including what you were doing mm-hmm. and including what you will do. Don't do any of those things. And it's like, you know, the kid doesn't hate that kid, but so, I, mean, I shouldn't say this, but sometimes they say things like, my kid rides the bus everywhere. I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to hop on the bus, go to the bridge. I'm going to go, you know, check out Fort Point or whatever. I'm going to go there and then I'm going to go meet my friend in, you know, the marina or whatever. Whatever, I have a 15-year-old kid who rides buses in San Francisco. Totally what I was anticipating. And, and as you can imagine, in every way, pretty much exactly what I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. There's, there's that kind of stuff. But then sometimes we'll be like, we got, got him a new library card yesterday, which actually went great. The person was very cool. And no problem at all. We can like convert your old account. Congratulations, you're now Billy on here. But you also owe us four books, so go find that's from two oh. years ago. Four books about LGBT rights. Um, <laughs> 13 at the time. And so there's that. And then um, I am such a liability. And, 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 and the kid will say to me sometimes, like, oh, God. Because we'll go to the mall. Because we're going to go see the Mario movie or whatever. And the kid's like, God, I hope no one I know is there. And my first thought, being somebody who f- felt bullied regardless of whatever was happening, my first thought was, oh, no somebody like giving you static is there something in that group <laughs> and you know i'm trying to like ask it in a low key like leave it open if you want to talk about it way and the answer's like no no oh, i just, just don't i just it's me but i also don't want to see anybody especially yeah. anyone i've ever met mm-hmm. have you ever gotten this no yeah for sure it's a thing right mm-hmm. my, my daughter goes my daughter goes out jogging to exercise she, she purposely doesn't jog where other people she knows might possibly be she's a lone jogger yeah I'm I'm actually kind of not surprised. This is a lot like what happens with, you know, uh, Lucky Jack's ship in some ways. What, 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 you, what you want to do is you want to get the weather gauge. You understand? And that's going to require some maneuvers. You know what I'm saying? You got to get into that fog bank. Mm-hmm. Strike the bell, John. Oh, yeah. So finishing up my playlist thing, like the, the, so- the songs that I did aren't in Spotify. I uh, did uh, Show and Finder in iTunes slash music. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to readjust. I have to get out of the mall. Um, So you manually created this and then you run into a track. Oh no, it's this obscure EP that I ripped and there's no equivalent track. Okay. And so then in music slash iTunes slash whatever, I write the the song. Do you have all that downloaded? Right, yeah. Well, it's not downloaded. It never, I mean, this is the computer that it was ripped on, right? You know, this is the hard drive that it was ripped on. Well, I, I, I think it's worth asking to inquire, like, if it's all there. Oh, yeah. No, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is the original Clarkson. I used like, to have it all passed, there. Passed on. Then, yeah, passed sometimes on things, 
I don't even let me put it this way. This is really a big adult statement of being a grown up. I don't know. I have no way to find out, as far as I know, how much stuff I've lost and will never see again. Yeah, no, you know what I'm problem. saying? Like the, the I've said this before. The first symptom was when iTunes Match replaced my admittedly stolen version of Jay Z's The Blueprint, the original, the very good record, the, the Blueprint original, and um. They changed it to a clean version. And I said this, I said, huh, it's kind of weird. And then suddenly, like, uh, my Renzi peas were disappearing. Things that I don't have anywhere else. Things like my long winners unreleased demos and stuff like that. Just started, like, hmm, falling off. Just, you know, being kind of confused. Then I get into the wonderful thing where, like, this They Might Be Giants, it, it thinks it's five different albums. Two of which have different covers and some have no covers. I sat there with Picard and whatever else I was using at the time, I so dutifully perfected the metadata on every single one of these tracks. There was absolutely no ambiguity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when you, how important it is in your library to you have no ambiguity. So, like, you know, in the same way that, like, I was so happy when Plex added additions for movies. So, and I have, I have one just called Fan Edits, and it's all my, like, non-standard Star Wars stuff. And, you know, Blade Runner, whatever. And you can say, director's cut. But like, how do you say this version of Slanted and Enchanted by Pavement, that's the original on Matador with these songs, this is the expanded version. G good luck, because get ready. Like in a month, there's a pretty good chance your two albums are now seven albums, kind of. They're in different places. It's confused. There's two of all of these tracks. There's none of any of these tracks. And I don't know where track seven went. Yeah, iTunes Match was a real mess in the beginning with that. It did get better over time, and I'm sure it has deleted some stuff for me, but that's why I have backups. And mm -hmm. basically, if I don't know that I'm missing a track, then ignorance is bliss, and I'm pretty sure I have all the ones that 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 I want. Oh, that's what I was saying. Like I don't. Even, it's like me and my my block of photos in the garage. I don't even want to know what I've yeah. lost. So you reveal in Finder what percentage. So first of all, you started out with roughly 1,500 songs. Mm -hmm. For the list, did you know when you were going into it that you had a number in mind approximately? No, no. I was just, I was just looking at every single song in turn, deciding Got is it. this one that belongs in the so playlist how, or not. How often, how often was the track you curated in music not available on Spotify? I actually didn't look at the percentages. Maybe. So like I ended up with a playlist. Times where you're just like, I'll just take it off. I'll just take it off. It's not worth it. Oh, no, no, no. I was not going to not do that. Um, so I, I, I ended you. up with about <laughs> 300, three to 400 songs in the playlist out of 1,500. Uh, and of those, maybe 60 were not on Spotify. So pretty good. They had That's most stuff. not bad, really. Yeah. And for the, for the ones that weren't, I would review on Finder and then option drag it out into a, a separate folder. Um, and so I was just making copies of all that stuff. And then what I did with those copies of, the, you know, they're just, there's MP3s. There's no DRM on there or anything. Um, yeah, was yeah. I brought them over to my you daughter's. Do, wait, so you do MP3s? Did you like 320? I actually, they might be AC. Some of them, they're, they're yeah, M4As. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I brought them over to my daughter's account on uh, one of the other Macs in the house, and I uploaded all those songs to her Apple Music account. Perfect. Right? So now <laughs> she's got copies of those songs, like they've been uploaded to her iCloud, iTunes, music, whatever thing, right? Right. Okay. And then within Spotify, I sent the URL to my playlist that I made to her, which doesn't have the songs that aren't on Spotify, right? And then I opened that playlist in her thing, and then I made a copy of that playlist for her, and I called it Dad's Awesome Music, put it in her, her Spotify <laughs> account, right? Mm. And now, it's those are all the songs that Spotify had. And then, within the Spotify client, you can say, if you want to show local files, 
and I pointed the local files at her iTunes music collection, which now just had the uploaded files that I had added to her, you know. Aha. Uh-huh. And then I dragged all those files out of the local file section and into that playlist. But Damn. we're not done. That's because pretty th- that's pretty slick. Because then she says, hey, on my phone, I see your playlist, but half of the songs are grayed out and they won't play. The final step that you have to do is on her phone, which is where she listens to all her music, you have to go to Apple Music and tell it to download that whole playlist that I had imported those songs into into her music collection. So, oh, the, she, so she and I should have a date one night where we can just have a Zoom call while she downloads those. I will try to tell the iCloud directory that's just an alias to something in my library folder. I always want you to download everything to every device. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. There's do you have any idea? That, this, my phone it. has about six times the capacity that I need mm-hmm. for movies and stuff like that. It's insane to me how hard it is. In that case, in my instance, it's iCloud. Like, because I open it up in Caliber, and then Caliber says, "Oh, that's not an ebook." I'm confused. And you're like, "Dude, you're the master computer. This is the, the you are on the computer where this stuff lives." And iCloud still sometimes just decides to bounce and like take it out. Well, the, the good thing is on Apple Music on iOS, you can go to a playlist, and there's a button at the top of the playlist that just yeah. says, "Just download yeah. everything in this playlist." Yeah. And so, and mm-hmm. so I did that, and now finally, she can go to Spotify on her phone and she can play the playlist and every song will work. The songs that are on Spotify will play from Spotify and the songs that are not on Spotify will play from the local Apple music. As long as as she's on her Mac, you're good on her phone or her Mac. I did both. I did it on both. So, so like the iTunes, what we used to call iTunes match. That's if you've got the iCloud Rayman suite, you just get that right. Yeah, no, we've got the Apple one. So as long as the MP3s, the DRM free audio files are Mm -hmm. associated with her, account with their apple music account you can tell spotify to look at local files in a, in a dedicated folder yeah you but you've got to be on that map. Lo- local files in, yeah in it's, apple it's music. very clever but i wish they would take it further yeah so and i think i understand why they don't i mean why they don't benefit from doing that yeah so she, well, I'm, I'm just glad spotify has that flexible so now she's got a playlist of, of three to four hundred songs that are all the wow. ones that i picked for her she immediately went in and deleted all the three songs from moana that i had picked because apparently moana is too embarrassing even though it was like one of her yeah, favorite movies at one yeah, point yeah but whatever. See by the what line, by the sun, reminds yeah. me. Yeah, no, it's good songs. Oh, it's a very good song. We never did. We never did dad movies in Moana. It's still on the list somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, that that was her, the playlist thing. I was just excited when she Is because she, she asked it? me. Can you tell? I mean, I think so. It's going to take her a while to get into it. Also, when I, I relayed the story to my son, he said you should make me a playlist. So I did. It's basically the same as her playlist, but it's got a bunch of video game and anime stuff added that my daughter mm. doesn't know. Her, hers, hers is pink and your and his is blue. No, I mean it's it, it's purely a difference. I just took, I took a straight copy of her playlist and I mm-hmm. added all the anime and video game songs that I own. Oh man, <sighs> because she doesn't she's not into video games or anime, but my son yeah, is. Yeah, so you'd right be now. such a good dad for me, and I feel like I could be an interesting dad for you. Uh, I've already got a dad. I'm all set. Thanks. Challenge. No. Topic. No. Oh. Dads, what even are they? 